Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. I got killed, as you probably know, on that Kansas City Mahomes bet for the Super Bowl. Brady, the GOAT, I guess, got me. Um, But there's still NBA. I might put some money on that plus 375 for the Nets to win the NBA championship. I know they haven't looked great lately, but they got the most talent, most offensive talent out there. And talent usually wins. Or I could, you know, move over to college basketball and bet on Gonzaga or Baylor at plus 300 to win the NCAA tournament. Uh, Both of those teams are co-favorites and are head and shoulders above anybody else in the country. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Bet Online has hundreds of props and real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. Hey, welcome everybody. I'm Bill Roden. Somewhere in Virginia on my drive back to Tampa Bay and the Super Bowl. We're going to get into that. And we just talked about the Confederate flags I saw along the way going down to North Carolina. Big said, uh, uh, God bless Donald Trump. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, oh, you saw that then, sign? Oh, yeah, God Donald Trump. Mm. But then you saw another one in North Carolina that said, Trump lied. <laughs> you know, and it talked about all the, all the, the cases of corona. So I'm like, all right. And anyway, we'll get into that. But I'm here, uh, and then I'm uh, joined by my friend and co-host, the great Jamal Murphy, uh, staying at a giant MetLife Met Stadium. <laughs> That's right. You know, hopefully the you know hopefully the, the Jets have better fortune next year. We'll see. You know, new coach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm 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 good, Bill. <laughs> I'm good, Bill. Like I was saying, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I got I finally got my Peloton bike in the mail, um, so I could try to stay alive for a few more years, get some exercise. It's been about a full year. You know, it's almost it's almost March. He gets, he gets the Peloton bike right. This twenty thousand dollar Peloton bike gets on it for ten minutes, and I'm done. Hey, I had, it's been so long since I worked out. You know, in any like real fashion besides walking, that I was like, let me take it really slow. <laughs> And I was like, I'll just do a quick 10 minutes. It'll be nothing. Man, I did 10 minutes. I, it felt like it was an hour. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm this out of shape. It's crazy. Didn't they, have, didn't they have the fine, aren't they supposed to have these fine women, trainers? <laughs> that's supposedly make it easy on you? <laughs> that That's supposedly what's supposed to happen, yes. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, then, of course, we got the great Steve Wilson. The third part of our uh, this rose pot, uh, Steve. What's going on? Great musician, great composer, great educator. Uh, you know, continue to hunker down in in Manhattan. What's going on, Steve? 
hanging in here, man. Just, uh, you know, trying to get to the other side. So uh, good to see both of you, man, and see, see that both of you are healthy and, you know, having, having some, trying to have some fun in this whole thing. So we'll, we'll yeah. get there. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, uh, so I got my vaccine, uh, uh, not last Saturday, Saturday before that, I got the vaccine last Saturday. So then I said, okay, well, you know, I was offense about whether to go to the Super Bowl. And then right. when I got this sudden fix, said, hurry up and show up and so on and so which is an interesting thing, you know, because we all, we all talk about pandemic and how it exposes um, the um, imbalances, economic mm -hmm. imbalances, have, have not. And so even when it gets to the uh, vaccine, you know, I mean, who got a hookup? Right, you know, right, you know, right. Got a hookup, you know? And so right. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, the racist mob. I said, wait a minute, man, you got to hook up. You know, so, you know. <laughs> but wait, wait, what, what, was, what was your hookup? Like, how does it work? So I'm going to tell you the hookup. Right? <laughs> oh, give, me, give me like a, give me a hypothetical how someone gets hooked up. <laughs> I can't even do that. I mean, I think, no, I think everybody, I think every, and that's been a big issue. Everybody's got doctors and right. affiliated hospitals and all that. So it just, Makes sense that if you go to a regular doctor, if you've got an internist or you've got, you know, you know, people in your family or doctors or whatever, right, right. It just makes sense that the, when this shit goes down, like I'm trying to think of uh, in the in the music profession, see, I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy where something goes down, like tickets. Right. So you're doing a concert at Carnegie Hall, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you. And you like, hey man, you know, you want to go? And I'm like, well, yeah, well, yeah, man. You know, <laughs> everybody trying to get to this concert, kind of y'all. I mean, it's like, and then here I'm strolling the line, <laughs> you know, and feeling, like, wait a minute, you know, I, you know, and in the press, you see it all the time, you know, these long lines and shit, you know, then I can <laughs> stroll right up the press row, and they're like, what? VIP, VIP, right? I, you know, yeah, so. No, man, but, um, it, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. That's how it is. Now, that's how it is. I mean, the way this thing's been rolled out, I mean, even with all of the uh, protocols and prioritizations, it's still whack-a-mole, you know? And um, so if, if you know, like the people that wait in lines and, and then the people that don't show up who have appointments, and then so they have to use them, use them or lose them. You know, if they don't use right. those shots, they get thrown out. So people will wait around all day. So you got to take it when you can get it, man. So, hey, you know, can't hate, you know. Because right. right. a lot of times they'll say, you know, that we don't want to throw the, we don't want to throw the stuff away. Yeah. So you're just walking by and they're like, you know, they grab you, you want a shot? Because <laughs> you know? we don't want to throw it away. You know, yeah, I'm right. a shot. You know, yeah. Can I bring one home? <laughs> <laughs> like, like to say, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> right, seriously. <laughs> That's right. And then, you know, so um, I finally get down to Tampa right after this thing, you know, you know, passing the Confederate flags and the, you know, the pro, you know. And I finally, finally drive into Tampa, you know, and uh, man, it's like, you know, if you, you know, if you drive around Manhattan, <laughs> pretty much, I'd say, I don't know what you guys think, pretty much everybody's masked up, I'd say. Right, right. But I think pretty much everybody's masked up. Right. And man, you get down to Tampa, man, it's like 50-50, it's like you know? <laughs> wow. 
you know, it's a nice day. You see, I'm seeing families unmasked. And then wow. the father may be unmasked and the wife does. I mean, it's like all over the place. I, I say, get me the hell out, you know. <laughs> well, they, they I was call, like ducking. They're calling the governor. They're calling the governor of Florida. They call him Death Santas. So. <laughs> <laughs> he set the tone along yeah. with, you know, sucking out, sucking out the ex-president's ass, you know. Right. And so, you know, that then, of course, uh, I'd like to ask you guys this. During the Super Bowl, uh, during the lead up to the Super Bowl, uh, Trump, I mean, uh, Brady was kind of got on the firing squad because a couple of people asked him, well, what about your relationship with Trump? I mean, you're supposed to be, you know, Trump back in 2015, you had a Trump hat. And so he was like, you know, Brady was, he did the best job. He did, if he would have been, if he would have, if, if he would have, he was not that elusive during the game. <laughs> a long time ago, you know, that kind of stuff. What do y'all think about that? Did that does his affiliation with 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 this clown express you know, does that color it you know, does that color your uh, opinion of him or your, what you think about him? Yeah. Given given the destruction he reigned on, on Kansas City. Well, not as a player. I mean, you know, those are two separate things. I mean, uh you know, but I mean, his, his actually as a player, it is what it is. Of course, you know, may, maybe I'm thinking, I'm hoping that maybe he's seen, uh, he's been enlightened, you know, by his teammates on that on that front. I would like to think that he has, because you know, you can't be in a league that's over seventy five percent black and not get an earful from somebody. So I, I, <laughs> I would, I would think he's, you know, not not to say that he's woke, but. I'm sure he's 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 got he's been nudged so right <laughs> right right, right. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I think I think it, yeah it affects me you know on some level like in, you know it it hangs in the periphery that this is this is you know he he was he was a Trump supporter at least back then I don't know what he is now but I agree with with Steve you know he obviously we know we know that what he cares about most is winning and he need he needs black people to win. He needs black people on, on his team to win and to perform. So if anything could get him to, you know, to become woke, it's probably that. And I was thinking, you know, I mean, I, I, I used to be just kind of like everybody about this guy until uh, the Super Bowl in Houston when he led Atlanta, when he led the page from 28-3 to the victory. Right. And I was like, you know what, I will never get back against this guy ever. You know, I don't care who the hell, you know, but – but in terms of his choice of people, you know, same thing with Belichick. When Belichick had to turn down the cat, you know, because you know where your where, where your bread butter. And, and with a guy like Brady, all of your success has been basically on the backs of cats who caught the ball, brothers who ran the ball, brothers on defense who stopped the ball. So when you go into that locker room and they're like, you know, 80% of your teammates are black. You know, you got some fucking explaining to do. That's right. You know, I've heard like, you know, a lot of white boys, you know, in these locker rooms say, hey, you know, I just think one thing, yeah, I'm still down with the police, but I had the cat who plays next to me, his brother got stopped by the police. Right. You know, and so I think that there's a reality that a lot of these white cats running around here have never been around black folks and have certainly never been around black folks 
on equal. They are basically submissive to, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how you put you. I thought it was the same thing in the music, you know, where you'd have all great quartets and quintets and bands, basically full of brothers, and then you might have like one white cat, you know, in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure these cats have got to have some degree of sensitivity about the, the stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, they, I'm not saying they ain't racist no more, but you know, I don't know. I don't know what your experience has been, but it's kind of akin to the Brady thing that I don't know if it's total religion, but there has to be some type of fucking sensitivity there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, um, at least in, in the jazz world, I would say, well, I don't want to say all, all facets of music, but at least in the jazz world, um, most, most uh, musicians who are non-African-American certainly have an education and, a, and a, an enlightenment as to, you know, what the deal is. Cause I mean, they're playing, you know, a form of, of black music, but it, it happens. I mean, it happens where you have some who, who don't get it, you know, cause ultimately if you don't live in those shoes, <laughs> how, how can you, you know? And so, but, but the majority, majority really do understand that they know what's going on and have spoken up about it, you know? So uh, certainly in these times in the last year or two, and as in the last four years, where we've seen, you know, these issues really come to the front in this post-Obama era where we thought we had a racial, a racial reconciliation, and now we know we didn't. If anything, it's worse. Mm-hmm. It's worse. We've covered it up, and it's worse. So we, we still have to deal with that. So, so we're still in our truth and reconciliation moment. I, th- I think it's an interesting topic, too, because it's like the you know, a sport or sports in general or players in a sport where there has to be some sort of mutual respect for each other. Um, so you have the, you know, the white players and the black players. I think the white players are more apt to have, you know, to show some sort of, you know, empathy towards their black teammates, but it depends on the, on the power dynamic. Because when you look at like coaches in professional leagues, I think it's in, you know, coaches, they're, you know, they're more likely to side with the players and, and empathize with the players. But then when you go to college and there doesn't have to be that mutual uh, respect or that mutual, um, you know, conversation, then you have all these college coaches who are totally on one side of, of the fence, even though they're coaching young black kids. Yep. Yeah, like Dabble Sweeney. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's such a perspective. You're right. In college, again, like we've always said, it's like the plantation. Where you got these Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban and all these cats, man, and basically, you know, and these cats are like Republic, open Republican, conservative, on that stuff, and expect these cats, the, the these young black kids, to just be subservient and don't you say anything. Which is why I think is why, why why when these guys get to be pro pro coaches, they usually fail, right? Because you go, um, you know, tell you go these brothers. Same guy you had two years ago now tell you like Deshaun Watson go to hell. So I, I think it's interesting. But two things: the parade is today. The, the Super Bowl parade is uh, Napa as we think of the game, man. What y'all think of? Uh, I know Jamal, you were sick, but what would you? Uh, what you guys think of the Super Bowl game? The performances? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. I was sick. I was rooting for Mahomes. I hadn't seen really Mahomes come up short in a big in a big situation in a long time. Um, Is he still running? 
Yeah, he's still running. I mean, you know, I, I get he had. I guess you, he has excuses, right? He had no offensive line, the turf toe, and all that. But I mean, it was it was something seeing him really have no chance. And even then, he was running for his life. But you know, guys, his teammates didn't show up for him either. I mean, he hit a couple guys right in the helmet, right in the hands, in crucial situations that could have could have gave him some momentum. And you know, he, you know, it just wasn't there for the whole team. It was just. And then to see, you know, Brady and all this, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, it, it was all set up, you know, it's like, talk about a narrative. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, <laughs> well, what you mean, it was it's written. a setup. What, what, <laughs> come on, what do you mean? It's a setup. Not a, not a setup. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but but there were some horrible calls. I'll tell you that. There were, but all those you first know. half penalties were ridiculous. But he deserves it. I I give it to Brady. I t- you t- you talk about after that that 28 to three comeback. You 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 didn't bet against him. Once once he made this Super Bowl, you know going going to Tampa Bay, a team that's you know obviously a losing organization. He goes there first year. Gets him to the Super Bowl. I mean, what else, I mean, what can you say? He didn't have to win this one. I mean, just getting Tampa Bay to this point was like I was just like, oh, I mean, come on. I mean, you're never gonna you're never gonna win the goat football conversation again. Like you you can't. There's no argument against him now. You know, even before he won the Super Bowl, one Jordan, right? He got one Jordan. He's got seven times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, but you know, so of course, of course, the whole conversation became about the goat of all sports and then so I, I did see some I did see something on Twitter comparing Serena to him um, and really Serena blows him out the box I don't care what anybody says I mean he's what she has 23 titles compared to his seven you know I mean but Serena and, and listen she I actually runs Serena. around she's actually does athletic stuff out there by the way <laughs> Jamal sorry sorry Salvin. sorry <laughs> but anyway, well, so, so what do you think, Steve? Well, as, as a Kansas City fan, it was horrible to watch. I mean, let's face it. Uh, I mean, and I'm sitting there watching and said, well, mama said there'd be days like this. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, it just wasn't their day, man. Just, no matter how you look at it, um, everything that, that could go wrong went, went wrong. Um but as a fan of the game, as a fan of the game of football, I thought it was a great game uh, from the standpoint of, and here's my take on it. Uh, I think the real MVPs of the game were Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because when you consider, you know, that they had played early in the season and Todd Bowles obviously did his homework, man, and he had that team prepared, man. He shut, he shut them down. Um, I, obviously, you know, uh, and this gets and it brings it to this point. Uh, they won the game in the trenches, and see, we we have to be reminded that that other than rugby, other other than, yeah, other than rugby, football is primarily is 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 predicated on physicality. Those are the two sports. Uh, you know, basketball and all the other sports has some physicality involved, but but rugby and football are predicated on physicality. So. They control the line of scrimmage on both sides. That's what it came down to, and and then so you you, you got to give left which and Todd Bowles credit, and they they had the team prepared, and also uh, I got to give give props to Arians because he went out of his way to hire minority coaches, 
you know, on his staff. He made a statement, and, and I think we've forgotten about that. But he, he was interviewed about, I think, in 60 Minutes last year. But he went out of his way to, to make a statement to the league and to the fans and says, look, I'm going to do the right thing. And so you gotta you gotta root for that. You gotta say, well, you know what, Arians, right on, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it, let's see what happens with the conversation of Bowles being back in as a head coach at some point, or even Leftwich getting a shot. So this has implications beyond this game, or should have implications beyond this game. Um, and then also the fact that that Brady's cast, like Jamal's pointing out, man, these cats are coming into their prime. Evans. Uh, you know, who everyone knew big things were going to happen for him coming out of Texas A&M. And, um, and so, you know, even though he didn't have a big game, but he had a couple of big moments. Uh, so, so the cast that he's got on that team, they're equipped to win this thing more than once. You know, they're not an old team. So, they, so we could see them two or three times back in this, in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, Brady, it, that narrative takes care of itself, obviously. And like you said, Jamal, you know, man, I, I was looking at those ticky-tack penalties going, wait a minute, come on now, come on, come on, refs, come on. And even even the, uh, the game announcers was saying, like, come on, this, come on, refs, don't control the game. Right. Come on, let, right. the, let them play. You know, but I think other than that, jump off sides or did he not jump off side? Fourth yeah, and five. I could, I couldn't tell. Five. I couldn't tell. Yeah. So you know, I think that marred the game absolutely. The refs got were too involved, but uh, but from the standpoint of that, but but if Kansas City doesn't, you know, you only go so far with the refs. Kansas City didn't score a touchdown, so right now I can see if if you scored about three times, right, and every time you scored, it was like hope. <laughs> or it was like, then they took 27 points off the line. Right. They didn't even be close. You know, right. yeah. I mean, they, they got close maybe maybe once or something, you know. But yeah, one of the things, uh, one of the points I wanted to make, you know, I was glad the whole thing with Trump and Brady uh, came up and allowed me to slap Trump around. In other words, you know, the idea is that, man, you know, you have two guys who are cut from two completely cloths. But Brady is all about accountability. You know, like if you screw up, then you gotta be accountable. You know, if you mistake, you gotta be accountable. Whereas this clown is always somebody else's fault under, right. under the old Trump thing with his with his followers, thing is never your fault. You know, when things good happen, it's on you. But whenever you lose, whenever you get a setback, you know, whether it's whatever, it's somebody else's fault. It's the system. It's the this. If you're in Little League Baseball, it's the ref. It's the ump. It's the this, you know. Whereas a guy like Brady, a guy who couldn't play on his team. He said, you know, whether it's Antonio Brown. Said, no, 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 man. You know, you dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, you dropped the pass. You missed the assignment. You know, so I was hoping that maybe this kind of thing could, and that's the beauty of sports to me is that, Basically, the scoreboard is a score. You know, it may not tell the whole truth, but basically, thirty what, what was the score? Twenty three to nine, whatever. Thirty one to nine. That kind of itself. You know, so you know, good time was had by all. Let me ask about the coordinators. So you got, you know, first of all, we went through, we went through the whole year talking about the enemy, okay, um, and how he deserved now, the job. Now, now they say he's 
And talk about talk about a coach being out coached. Kansas City was out coached, almost had to be on every level. Completely. Did they make any adjustments? Did they they just you know where they didn't even like you said part of the penalty thing? They they didn't seem prepared out there. Like, what are you doing? Like you, you weren't ready to play. So you know, that's part of it. So Bienemy's stock is already taking a hit, even though he should obviously he should already be should have been a head coach a, a year or two ago. Okay. Um, right. so but his his stock takes a hit. So the fact that he didn't get a job a year or two ago hurts him now, right? So then now you have Leftwich and Bowles, and now they're getting all this credit, and it sounds familiar to me. So remember, Bienemy was getting all this credit last year. Now you got Bowles and Leftwich getting all this credit. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't want. I, I don't want to. I can't. Even, I, I don't even want to hear any praise for these guys. That's, if if they don't get a job, that's the only thing I want to hear. Them getting a job. Anything else? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you know, Bowles. You know, well, yeah. I mean, you know, you can move the goalposts anytime you want. Well, you know, Bowles had a job. You know, he had the job with the Jets. And I don't know. You know, sometimes you just want to be a coordinator. You know, I mean, the reality is, 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 is racist. If you want it to happen, it's going to happen. You know, right, right. they've hired guys this year for this year's cycle who were coming off losing teams, but no experience at all. Mm-hmm. You know, the Giants with, the, you know, with, with Cleveland. I mean, you, you got guys who just had no, they weren't in win situations. And they just because these billionaire owners are saying, you know, you, we ain't going to let you tell us who to hire. Right. We want our, our guy, you know, guys who look like me and all that. That's what we're going to do. And Goodell, don't you forget, you work for us. You know, we don't work for you. You know, we'll let y'all put the little Black Lives Matter in the end zone and 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 have the, you know. But, you know, I mean, even the whole idea of the Super Bowl, this was about me. You know, because they had to put some product on TV so the owners could get their stimulus checks. Right, right. You know, right. right? That's it. Right. That's it. And if cats get COVID and got sick, you know, next man up. When we talk about that all year, games were canceled. Sometimes playing with no quarterbacks. You know, then they had game Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday. I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> man. <laughs> Wait. So yeah, you're, to make, you're basically talking about the season. So was was this NFL seat? Was it a success? Was this year a success? They played the game from the standpoint of I'm an owner. And I get my, my stimulus check. Oh, it was success. Yeah, it was success. And I'm like, yeah, this it was great. Yeah, yeah, but you know, a lot of your players are sick. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what for the game, you know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I you know, thought about this uh, in this in this coaching cycle. And you, if you notice, the last two or three years of the coaching cycles, it's like musical chairs. You know, if you notice this, and this has happened in the last three years, um, the teams, when these coaching op- openings are announced, there be six to seven teams that will start hiring right away and they hire all white coaches. And then the last team left standing, they're like, mm, well, you know, pressure's on us. We better, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right. on us now. That's how Brian, Brian Flores got his gig. But it, it's working out in Miami because he's right. a great coach, as we now know. And, and we saw what happened this time with the Houston Texans. I mean, that couldn't be any more obvious and, and insulting, man. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? And, and look, I'm, and, you know, not to be sour grapes for uh, the cat that they hired. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name at the moment. But yeah, Nobody can. Yeah, but, you know, like, 
he's 65 and yeah, we're glad to see him get a shot, but what was he really in consideration before this moment by anybody? And why him? Think, and why, why him? him? You know? Why him, and, right. Yeah. So this is meant to placate, you know, the optics and also I guess Watson, though I think Watson's out of there no matter what. Right. But it's so insulting. You man. Don't want to get crazy. Yeah, but what what is that about? When they tell now, I don't know how much is posturing, but I I I really have a lot of respect for Watson now, you know, who has really taken a stand, you know, and and uh, I heard Brett Favre kind of criticize other guys. Favre did the same thing. All these white boys have done the same thing. That's you right. Know, with the Favre, all these guys have used, you know, because these are entitled white cats, you know. Now his young brother wants to get in that club. And they're like, no, man, you can't, you know, no, you can't, you you making a lot of money, you know. I mean, it's really, to me, in a way, man, sports, although I say it's it's a great metaphor in many ways, but it's also a metaphor for all the hypocrisy, too. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I know what there was a lot of conversation about Dick Vermeil's comments, you know, and it's like, I just think, like, Dick, you don't, you don't get it, man. Like, look, it's... Things have evolved, <laughs> okay, Dick. It, things have evolved since you left the game, you know. And players are a lot more aware. Society's a lot more aware. And I get it. I get it. You know, he's speaking from his perspective and from his time. We get that. But no, that's not where it is anymore. That's not it. So when you got a guy like Watson, who uh, is getting out there beat up every game, and yet has had his best season. And still, he's one of the highest rated quarterbacks, you know, carried the team on his back, literally. And you get J.J. Watt apologizing to him for wasting his talent. Like, man, we're sorry. we wait. Come on. You know, so it's like and just given what's going on there, you know, they traded away their best players. So it's like Watson's got every right to speak up. Man, it's like I'm not going out here to die for this. Forget right. about it. No. Right. So he sees what time it is. Where would you like to see him wind up? Uh, if, Jamal. If, if these... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think Jamal's got an idea. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would love to, but then at the same time, I don't know if I wish that on him. You know? Yes. Oh, yeah, on, I don't man. know about you that. Don't don't. I'd, I'd rather him go to a team that's almost that's about ready to win, you know, uh, next year. And I don't think that's the Jets. Well, Jamal, I'm, I'm yeah. going to ask you because, you know, they, they, now the, the rumors are that Donald's on the trade, you know, he's going to be traded or it looks like he will be, mm-hmm. you know, and with, with the new coach they got from, from San Fran, um, everyone seems to like this coach. Um, yep. And, and I guess the jets have been, according to reports on top of Watson's, you know, hit list. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think? You think the potential is there? Yeah. yeah the potential is there, but I just feel like, you know, that you look at the the, the Jets roster, it's, 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 there's nothing there. It's thin um, on pretty much both sides of the ball. Um, yeah. Even if, even if this coach is a great motivator, you know, what is that? How many wins is that going to equal, you know, even with Watson? So it might be a good start of something, um, you know, if they, if they were to get Watson it could be, it's a good start, but for Watson, you know, I don't think it may, you know, he's not going to be a contender next year and probably then the year after that. So it's, it'd be, you know, for him, I, I would think he, if I were him, I would want to be someplace much closer to, to winning than the Jets are. What about New Orleans? What about yeah. since, since Breeze is going to retire, you know, we're like, I'm like New Orleans. I said, what do you want? 
You know, what, here, we'll give Jameis, we'll give you, what do you want? You know, now they may want a lot. They may want some receivers and draft picks. You know, y'all want three, four, take our drafts. Because if, if it goes the way we think it's going to go with Watson, we're going to be drafting low anyway. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he's definitely an improvement on Breeze and over Winston, you know, so why not go to New Orleans? And you're indoors. I, I'm more concerned with playing in, I mean, the Jet, I mean, going to the Northeast to play outdoors, that's, to me, is no fun. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right. Stay, find some warm weather. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I can see that. And plus, I guess what the Jets, that well, the, you're right. I guess they'll depend on the decision of the GMs, you know, making personnel decisions. And, and it's now, is Johnson coming back? Because he's now done with his Trump administration duties. So is he coming back as the, as the full-fledged owner? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, his, his son seems a, a little more progressive. But um, right, yeah. yeah, who knows? Yeah, so mm-hmm. but still, the Jets are still the Jets. I mean, it doesn't matter if Woody Johnson comes back. And I'm just thinking about playing outdoors in that stadium. I mean, you know, after you play in Houston, you know, a you're in a better climate. You know, and then, I mean, to me, New Orleans. I'm trying to think of else. Could I mean, they're talking about Ch- Chicago's cold. They're talking about Chicago being a possibility. That's terrible. It's like 20 below zero team. today. Right. Huh? But they have a better team, at least. They got a better team. They, but, yes, I don't know, man. He may decide. But then if you if you go, if he, if he does not stay Houston, I don't know. Does, is, is that, does he lose faith? Or, or can he say, well, we got a black coach? I don't know. I mean – See, I don't know. I I don't know. Do you think he could go back to Houston? No. No. I it, it seems like that's that damage is done. And uh it, and I think it's it's obviously there's something systemic going on there. There's a culture there. And when you got your own player, your own teammates telling you get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you Seriously. know, it's like that doesn't bode well. <laughs> it's like, man, get out of here. And now there's talk of JJ Watt even saying I, I he wants out. So it doesn't look good down there. And you see where now Russell Wilson suddenly is emboldened. He's saying he wants more <laughs> yep. to say so. Yep. And okay. it was it's Russell surprising was that yeah, it's surprising that he doesn't have he doesn't get any say so like at all. They don't they don't you know run anything by him. And that you know that's yeah, it's, it's he, like should, palace, he should speak out. It's like, yeah, it was like Watson is create like a palace coup. You know, like like everybody sees, well, damn, man, you know, Deshaun speaking out. Hey, really, what's happening, man? Hey, man. Hey, hello. Hi, I watched the Super Bowl, and I'm happy the Buccaneers won because I was rooting for the Buccaneers. And I was only rooting for them because I like their symbol better. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I was you like you like. Uh, I was only rooting for them because I liked like the skull on there. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So, and Kansas so, City was just a K and a C. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he would, he wouldn't listen to me. You know, he, the the Brady hate didn't get to him. I see. Scone bowls. You better get in one of those uh, well, scone uh, bowls. Well, I, I, I was about- okay. Well, I didn't even know 
that Tom Brady was on the Buccaneers. <laughs> He's the original Skull and Bones. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so you got to see what happens nice next year. Yes. Yeah, so listen, as we begin to wrap it up, uh, what do y'all think about Ron and Kawhi and all the kind of making and the Greek freak making noise about not wanting to play in the uh, All-Star game? I hope the league listens to them. Um, yeah, I, I, they if those guys are speaking up, that that should carry a lot of weight. Um, Silver has, you know, seemed to have been a very uh, sensitive, uh, you know, commissioner. Um, certainly more than most commissioners of other leagues. So we'll we'll see how this pans out. But um, I I would out of, out of deference to safety and just where we are, I, it would, yeah, I think this should be a, a time where they should suspend the game. Um, you know, they're not in a bubble. And, um, you know, it's been a little dicey along the way as it is. There's no sense in pushing it, you know, at this point. Um, we're still deep in this thing. So, I mean, I, I think that's a sensible sensible thing to do. I mean, look, and, and it's not like they're going to have – this is depending on fan attendance now. So, <laughs> you right. know, and that's usually what All-Star Weekend is about, fan involvement, fan attendance. So I think this is a time to suspend it. You know, there's no real reason to do it right now. Right. Except money. Except right. to get, you know, to get, I guess, whatever checks they get from the networks or whatever, whatever financial obligations got. That's why they're doing it. I, I see Chris Paul I got to read a little more. See, he's, I guess, as being the players, he's trying, I don't know if he's trying to push them to play. I don't know what the, but, you know, to have it in Atlanta, I mean, Mm. man. Yeah, it's like another, one of the, another open state. You know, it's just another, it's another super spreader event. I mean, you just had the Super Bowl. You saw how people in Tampa were acting, you know, out there partying, like, like nothing was going on. I mean, you gotta look at the Super Bowl as almost like another, like a like another holiday, like an American holiday. So now, does that does do cases spike because people got together in their homes and wanted to watch this stuff or or go out and party? And to me, it's the same thing with the with the All Star Game, except less necessary. You know, at least the Super Bowl is a is a playoff game right. for a championship. Right. You know, you're talking about an exhibition game right. where you're gonna bring people again to an open to a basically open state. So you're going to see the same kind of, kind of you know, crowds and celebration outside, and then not to mention what it does, you know, for people around the country and you know, putting people in the same place to watch the game. I don't think you know people talk about that enough about how you're just contributing to the whole pandemic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and it just, I mean, I don't know what the what the the television contract is for this and what the implication impact, but. It just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. I mean, now they could go ahead with the voting just symbolically and say, okay, well, here's the all-star team. And, you know, so they could have that in place. But I I don't think there's any real reason to play the game uh, other than money. You know, if if that, you know, is going to make a real difference. But, you know, it's completely different from how they did this bubble situation for the the playoffs and championship. They're not in that now. So it makes no sense. Yeah, and I guess I hear people not wanting to do the bubble anymore, but it clearly that's the only effective way to do this is to put people in a bubble, sacrifice. And I don't know if the NBA will do it again for the playoffs. 
you know, they'll say, listen, I know it was, it was awful, but, and maybe they'll make some adjustments this time that okay, is there any way we could do it a bubble and make it a little less onerous? I, I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, you begin to have more testing, more vaccines, and maybe you can have more people come in or something. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know, but that seems to be the only safe way. Other, like you said, see, just cancel it. So, and I don't see them doing that. Right. Everything I see, they say, now how do we make this work? Yeah, and I think I think the NFL has been the blueprint. I mean, they they you know they plowed through. You know, people got sick. They moved on, but you know, we we still we're looking at it now. Oh, the NFL is a success. They made it through the season. They mm-hmm. had the Super Bowl. So then, what's the NBA supposed to do? You know, like we gotta we gotta make make our money too. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, unlike though the the NFL. I mean, of course, you know. I mean, we're talking about. You know, we're not talking about. You know. 50, 57 players on a roster, you know? Right. So, and they've, and the NBA's had to shut it. A few teams have gotten shut down practically already. So uh, they have to take that into consideration. So um, we'll see, see what happens, but, but what do you, what do you guys think about the nets um, and how far this is going to go? Cause they've lost three games in a row now. Yeah. Hmm. Well, without, without Durant, Remember because the uh, because of the you know they pulled him out of the game. That was the that was a crazy situation. He played they say he's out for COVID reasons. He doesn't start. Then they say it's okay, they play him. And then they say what? They pull him back out again, you know, because someone tested positive. That was a, a weird situation. But ever since then he hasn't but played. Joe Hair was yeah. saying, Well, what how <laughs> What are you? What about us? Yeah, he was around us the whole day. He was around. He was around us the whole day. What do you mean? That's contact tracing. So, yeah, it was wild. We like chopped liver. Yeah, so, exactly. And it's like, uh, but but I know. think if those, if those three guys play, I mean, offensively they're unstoppable. Those three guys together, and they actually, you know, talk. They they're talking a good game. Actually, playing a good game when they're together of being unselfish um, and trying to get it done. If they can play just a little defense, I think. I think they have a shot. Well, that's the problem. I mean, none <laughs> just a, of the, just I mean, a little. Except for Durant. Nobody's history. Durant and Kyrie. I mean, that, I mean, that's never been anywhere in their resume to play defense. That's you true. know. So I don't know, man. Well, I know, I know, you guys are very hopeful about that. But. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a great skeptic actually. And I saw a report. I guess it was last night or this morning that since. Uh, uh, they, you know, with the, the trade, I guess they, they've had the def, uh, defensive efficiency rating has gone down. Like, uh, you know, they have more wins against the best teams and they have, uh, so they've been losing more games to the losing teams. So what does this mm. tell you? <laughs> you know, so it's just like, hmm, something's not right about this. So on the defensive side, man, if they don't get it together, it's, I, I don't, they, they'll get to the playoffs probably. But if they don't get it, to, you know, because we, as we know, the playoffs, that's a different season. Right. It's a grind. And if you don't play defense, you're not going to advance. It's as simple as that. Right. And then you have, you know, the thing I love about the playoffs is that there's none of this, you know, like the Super Bowl, one you get, you know, that one great game. We're in the Final Four or, you know, in, in March Madness. And we haven't even spoken about March Madness. <laughs> but, oh, it's, um, it's coming. I, I don't know, but I mean, just to finish that thought, when teams get a chance, if they do make the playoffs, to then dissect them, dissect them defensively, 
you know, they may get swept outside of a guy like Durant, but you never know. I mean, maybe maybe it's true. I mean, and Nash was never known as a defensive stalwart. No, right. You know, I mean. Right. Like, and they got D'Antoni on the staff. Yeah, oh my, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's all a circus, but, you know, uh, uh, just thought, well, w- w- next time we get out, we can talk more about March Madness and the NBA, but, yeah, man, we're coming up on the anniversary, uh, I think March 12th, March 13th, mm-hmm. of the day when everything was unplugged, you know, so we'll be interested to find out how uh, Blaze says about this. I mean, I know, I think, the Big East women are going to try to do stuff in a bubble. Yeah. They're going to have way out in the middle of nowhere mm. somewhere. But again, that's the only way that you could do it. That, that once you're in, you're in. And, um, you know, we know it's hard. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's just difficult. But, you know, what else can you, what else can you do? Listen, I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry about you too, you know. You know, it's my story. <laughs> it's my story. You know, right. Tom Brady lead them to win, so I could contrast him to his knucklehead friend. Right. You know, right. Well, that's great. You know, so, at the end of the day, that's what works. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts for uh, as we move into the week? Any any uh, we can we look forward to, to Jazz opening anytime soon, Steve? Well, uh, there's a little activity that's popping up, uh, you know, with virtual performances and uh, but live performances uh, were hopeful for September. Um, But in the emails that I've been getting from, uh, you know, different folks in the industry, you know, fellow musicians, presenters, managers, whatnot, we're for sure we're looking at 2022 as as the year to resume things in, in earnest. And that will probably be mid to late 2022. Mm. There may be, a, that, uh, I know that Newport uh, Jazz Festival is scheduled to happen this August, but that, I think that's tentative. Um, and uh, so I think a few festivals are hoping they can, they can have something now, whether that'll be live or, uh, you know, hybrid, we don't know. But in terms of resuming normal live music activity, uh, and and I know for sure that speaks to uh, you know other uh, venues like classical music and whatnot, rock, whatever. Twenty twenty two is the year that you know all energies are being pointed towards that now in reality. So, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see some activity this year for sure. Yeah, well, I hope so. I'm looking at too when I think of it, I'm thinking of twenty twenty two as well. Right. And uh, speaking of Aaron. Our friend Erin, you know, who another one of our co-hosts, she was thinking like, you know, we may, it may be three or four years before we actually feel really comfortable with being in a place with a lot of folks, like we used to be in clubs and, you know, symphony halls. And, and you know, I guess we're leaving up to the medical profession, you know, the medical profession in concert with technology to reappraise how we do all this stuff, you know, uh, you know, cause I was thinking, you know, last year I was at the Super Bowl, there are 80,000 people there all over each other, you know, and I'm sure there were people who were probably infected then, right. you know, you know, uh, so you know, whether it's Corona or whatever other viruses that are going to be out there, 
how do you make a these indoor environments, indoor restaurant, indoor whatever, so that no matter who comes in with what, you know, there's some way to protect us. That means mask. I don't, I don't know, but I mean, to me, that's the medical question. You know, how do you protect people from whatever they got? Right. So. Right. Yeah, it's the same thing with schools. I, I mean, uh, I mean, J- Jamal, is your son, and what's his, what's the situation with with his school? Yeah, no, he's he's been doing um, remote learning since like you know since March last year. So it's almost a, a year of that. He missed, you know, he would, and but they're allowing, you know, some kids are back. So it's really a it's a choice thing. You know, some mm-hmm. kids are are at school, um, and I would say the majority of the kids in this class are back are back in school. And then there's, you know, a few people like us who, who held them back. They just had a case in the, in the third grade class of, of, of Corona. So, you know, oh, really? yeah, they just mm. had a case at the school uh, wow. last, last week. So, wow. You know, and it, you know, I mean, he's, he's been faring pretty well. He's doing well in school, but I mean, he, you know, every now and then he'll say that he wishes, you know, he was with his friends, you know, playing, you know, hanging out at school. So it's, it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, you know, continue to persevere. Do whatever you've been doing to keep your spirits up. I've been driving up and down the highways. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> past past, confederate, past confederate flags. Confederate flags. Oh, well, confederate flag over there. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> but, like, you realize that these motherfuckers are outnumbered. I mean, right. and... And, and 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 that's it. but but that, that, I think that's the only source of, of optimism is that from 1619 to 2021 that group continues we continue to grow and that group continues to stay the same right you know because mm-hmm. love always wins we're marrying one another we're you know uh, everybody's marrying everybody they, this whole idea of whatever they're talking about, this white, whatever that is, that remains like this, but everything else continues to expand. And that expansiveness is in the military, it's in the, you know, you know, so, I mean, I'm not naive, but, you know, white supremacists and racists have been in the, in the Congress, in the presidency, in the military, they've always been, it's not like a surprise, you know, they've always done that. But I just think that, um, like somebody was saying early in our conversation, that's our number, man. States are turning blue. Because at the end of the day, man, I mean, love, love wins. People don't that that hatred, man. That shit just it it just eats you up and right. You know, you gotta pass a Confederate flag or two, you know, <laughs> all right, you see people hanging on. You right. know, they hanging, hanging on. And they know they're hanging on. Yeah. That's why they're coming so hard uh recently. Yeah. 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 They, they they know, man. I mean, even a guy like Brady, you know, who was like, my, my bread and butter, my bread is butter by these guys. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, you got to tell the president, at least publicly, man, you know, and then you see that shit on January 6th. And it's oh, like, boy. you're horrified that this fucking pit bull that you trained, that you thought you trained, right. you know, is out of control. You know, you can't just go and fish, let to put him down. You right. hate to do it. Right. You know, you hate Cause this dog been loyal to you and all that, but shit, you you know, that's right. Gotta do. It. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah. All right, y'all. 
Listen, it's always fun. It's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, Steve, Jamal, you know, hang in there. Yep. And, uh, you know, yes, see everybody week. Yep. Good to see you guys, man, and continue to be safe. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what the next, next chapter brings. Yes, yes, you too. The, the next chapter, we know what that. <laughs> the next, it'll be it, it'll, it'll be entertaining, and, and the Nick, the Knicks playing better. Don't forget, Tip, Tip, they got a real coach, uh, Thibodeau, and yeah, Rose is back. They're like so. a, they're like a respectable, on the court organization. Yeah, and Rose is back, so uh, oh, yeah, made that's it right. good for a showing. So we'll we'll see what happens. If, yeah. if Dolan stays out of the way, they may be all right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. All right, everybody. All right. See you all next week. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.